So on a very hot day, 34 degrees today, and welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer. Uh, this Friday, we've got a treat. We've got Cruzy McCalligan joining us for the well midweek audio column because I was sick. Um, so Cruz is very kindly doing it today. How are you doing today, Cruzy? I'm the same as everyone, absolutely sweltering. <laughs> It's so hot. I feel bad complaining because you know it's 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 great when it when it's nice and warm. But then there's too there's too warm. You know there is too warm. I describe it as look but don't touch weather because it's beautiful. You know you look out and if you have a bit of a sea view wherever you are, harbour view, whatever, it's just the sea sparkling, the sky's blue, the mountains are popping in green, but it's so beautiful. You just think I have to be out there in that. But no, look, but don't touch. It's if like opening out. an oven. Like yes, when you've got like cookies and you open and totally. all that hot wind blows in your face. Absolutely, I agree. I go to w- open my window in the morning and I'm like, let me just open the window, get some fresh air in here. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So totally. you've got a perfect topic for today, actually. Yes. On a hot day. On a hot day, we're talking about ice cream. Nice. Do you like ice cream, Noreen? I do. Yeah, I, I like ice cream. Maybe not as much as I used to when I was a kid and when I was a child, but I still, you know, I wouldn't say no to an ice cream. Yeah, so in short, I, I love ice cream. Yeah. Are, are you a fan? Well, you know, I realize that for most of my adult life, I've deprived myself of ice cream because I felt guilty about it because it's made to be this decadent thing you shouldn't eat and I kind of realized that you know an ice cream is delicious and the idea of just having an ice cream to cool down is genius and effective but I think I've deprived myself so I'm (laughs) (laughs) re-embracing I'm re-embracing ice cream I wouldn't say I have daily ice creams at the moment but I would say at least every other day I have some sort of frozen chilled dessert that's good. Yeah, I was going to say ice lollies will do the trick more than an ice yeah, cream. But there's something about like the ice cream that just sort of like, ooh, an ice cream. Totally, yes. totally. Anyway, so I thought we could talk about it a bit because it's, um, you know, it's a pretty topic. And also July is National Ice Cream Month in the U.S. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because yes, that's what they decided that. to put some energy into declaring. So <laughs> that's, that's done. So, yes, ice cream. Now, most of us would probably assume that ice cream came from somewhere like Italy, right? You'd be like, okay, gelato, right? You know, delicious gelato. That must be the origins of ice cream. In fact, ice cream made specifically with milk, the concept that we kind of know today, is from China, around Ooh. 200 CE. Nice. And it was brought to Europe via Italy over a thousand years later after its invention by explorer Marco Polo. So that's something that, like, you know, China should get some credit for. They yes. invented Well, like spaghetti. <laughs> it's like spaghetti. It was noodles in China. Yes, totally. Yes. And then we, yeah. Uh, anyway, but then, yes, so then we have, um, so we have, the, like, at the moment, we have um, uh, ice cream months that was declared in 1984 by Ronald Reagan, because, again, obviously, you had really important things to do. And also, apparently, um, it's to be a national ice cream day in the U.S. is to be celebrated on the third Sunday of Ice Cream Month. But interestingly, Sunday is also the day of the week on which people consume the most ice cream, which some people believe um, to be the etymology, so the origin of the word Sunday, as in like a ice cream Sunday. you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's the thing. Because Sundays are, you know, maybe rest days and people don't go to school. So, yes, they can bounce off the walls a little bit. 
Totally. Um, and when looking at like what country kind of consumes the most ice cream per capita, this is quite interesting. Um, it changes kind of year to year, but in 2022, so this year, the title for the most avid ice cream eaters in the world goes to the people of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the average Kiwi consumes 28.4 litres of ice cream in a year. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense when you think of like the fact, you know, they're like a dairy country, they're famous for their high quality dairy products, right? So I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, in the US, people eat an impressive 20.8 litres per, um, per capita. And Australia, people eat about 18 litres of ice cream a year. I don't think I eat that much ice cream a year. I think it's a lot. Um, but yeah, so it's quite interesting to think about that, that that's such a common thing that people have there. Um, there's lots of other countries that have kind of different takes on ice cream as well. I found this really beautiful thing called noodle ice cream from Iran. It's called faluda. And it's, um, oh, it's I an love Iranian. That word. Yeah, isn't it great? Faluda. faluda. It's a beautiful name. <laughs> Meet um, my daughter, Faluda. Faluda, yeah, she's named after a noodle ice cream. <laughs> and it um, makes its origins back to the Persian Empire. So it consists of like starchy kind of vermicelli noodles, semi frozen with rose water and syrup which kind of sounds amazing, and then they top it off. It kind of becomes like sorbet-ish, and then they top it off with lime juice and saffron. Like, like it's delightful. It sounds like a really gourmet dessert, and it's quite yeah. ancient, apparently. Um, it takes a lot of milk to make a gallon of ice cream. So, um, like, it takes around um, 12 pounds of milk, or that's 5.4 kilos of milk to make 4.5 liters of ice cream. So that's a lot, right? So... Um, you could, yeah, they sort of say like a single cow can produce 64 pounds of milk in one day. That means that if you just had one cow, you could open up a small ice cream shop and sell up to 5.3 gallons of ice cream a day. So it's a quite, it takes quite a lot of milk, to be honest, right? Um, there's apparently, um, when we think about like, are you a cone or a cup person? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a cup person. You know, I think that's the way to be, Noreen. I'm coming around to that way of thinking. Because, because I just don't eat the cone. I don't enjoy the cone as much as the, as the ice cream. I know this is, it's like, it's like eating bread and not the crust. I don't know. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I feel true, bad, though. I see that. that. No, I yeah. see that. And I also think there's a practical element for this. You know, whenever my kids choose an ice cream or like a popsicle, oh, yeah. a popsicle-based ice cream on a hot day, I'm like, no, don't do it. it it's there to work. hold. Yes, it's there to hold the ice cream. Stop eating the, the <laughs> ice cream holder aka yeah, exactly. the cone yeah exactly so i actually think there's a lot to be said for there's a lot to be said for having a for a cup and not a cone um and apparently in in, in norway norway is one of the world's largest consumers of ice cream which i was interesting because i'm like isn't norway quite a cold country yeah. and <laughs> isn't new zealand quite cold as well yes it's yes. pretty cold most of the time <laughs> i think it's probably one of those things that like when it is hot people just go nuts because they can't oh yeah you know you're just like i'm like i can't handle this it's just too hot we just all just need ice cream i need 28 liters of ice cream in one day yes it's so interesting isn't it and then i think about like um everyone you probably know a thousand people like i do on social media who have instagrammed a picture of themselves holding like a gourmet ice cream cone oh, with the summer, right? Yes, there's this guy Mars Quok. He um he he traveled the world. He, um he he's a traveler, lives in Hong Kong. Um he came on the program, and that's his thing. He goes around the world and he Instagrams um an ice cream that he has everywhere in the world: Iran, Colombia, Pakistan, Amazing. Mongolia, and it's pretty remarkable. 
What a fun job. That sounds like a brilliant thing to do. So he doesn't, um, yeah, he, he doesn't have a, a, a property or, or he doesn't rent anywhere. He uses the money to travel. <laughs> Smart. fantastic. Exactly. I love it. Um, but apparently vanilla ice cream is statistically the most Instagrammable oh. ice cream. Yeah, classic vanilla. It's also unsurprisingly, they say here unsurprisingly, but I don't know, it's the most popular ice cream flavor in the world. And I think that's really funny because I was like, I don't think it is, in my family, nobody ever really wants vanilla. They want strawberry or chocolate. They don't want vanilla. But I guess maybe because, you know, but they found that there was some research done that said because of its um, sort of plain appearance, you know, it looks better with decorations on it, whatever, um, it can, it's the most Instagrammed flavor. <laughs> so I'm like, kind of think about the researchers who were doing this. I'm like, were you really <laughs> doing this for science or for, <laughs> for enjoyment? So um, but in terms of weirdest ice cream flavors, um, Japan has some pretty, pretty cool ones topping the list. Um, there's an amusement park in Tokyo with um, a place called Ice Cream City where you can have eggplant, oyster, eel, Beef tongue. Eel. Um, eel flavor. Eel, eel, oh. eel flavor. Or even coal. Um, but I'm, I'm all right, thanks. Um, although I would say that I am very partial to an ube ice cream. It makes me super oh, nostalgic. I was just looking at ube ice cream because of its purpleness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where can we get it in Hong Kong? Oh, 7-Eleven. There's a delightful dairy farm. Oh, yeah, of ube course. They do have yeah. Yes, they of do, course. They do, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I have to say, it always makes me really um, nostalgic because I think it's one of those things that's obviously ube is like obviously a flavor from the, the Philippines. It's really popular and everything else. But I feel like whenever I've gone overseas to other places like um, like New Zealand, like nobody has ube, whereas in Hong Kong, it's kind of like it feels like a really Hong Kong childhood thing for me to have <laughs> ube flavored ice cream because <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if that was like that for you too. Um, but yes, I do like and red bean ice cream. Have you oh, ever had red, red bean love, ice cream? Yep, and and well, the, the icy pole and the green bean icy pole as well. Oh, yep, that one's a good one. <laughs> so That's Hong good Kong, one. it really is, isn't it? Um, but I, yeah, so it's interesting because um, if we think about like ice cream, the history of ice cream, to have ice cream, you have to have a way to keep it cold. And of course, when we talk about like, um, you know, the Chinese invention of ice cream in 200 CE, I mean, how would they have done that? You don't have a refrigerator, you don't have electricity. So in the days before refrigeration, you, meant you needed ice if you want to chill things, right? So then it's quite hard to, to find, like, how do you keep ice? So some people harvested ice that formed in natural sources. Right. So there was kind of that was one thing people used to do. And then collecting ice was something that only the wealthiest people could afford. Like it was a luxury to have ice as it would be. Right. And like getting getting um, getting ice in like a desert, for example, like ancient Egypt was completely different. But there is evidence that people would use evaporation for cooling purposes. So like they would um, they'd find in desert areas where it could freeze at night, like if you had like a wet cloth evaporation would pull out um pull the heat out of whatever was in there and but like in desert areas where it would freeze at night they'd put out very shallow dishes filled with water and get a thin piece of ice that way so it's quite amazing it would have just been like oh my gosh we found ice you know mm -hmm. and then being able to do something with it um so are you going to say something yeah i was going to say uh what with but i wondered what kind of flavor they had back in the day as well because it wouldn't. I, yeah. I, I mean, uh, maybe red bean or something like that. But I wonder. I don't think they had chocolate or vanilla ice cream. Anyway, no. I was, yeah. I, was I don't think they would have had that. But I'm sure they would have had like they would have had fruits and things like that, mm. or some kind of like sugary, starchy substance. Um, 
Yeah, I think it, it's really interesting when you think about it. Um, but we do have references of ice houses, like places to store ice and actually eating snow, which come from about 11th century BCE China. And then we have this thing in 200 BCE, which is what I was saying with um, what happened is people in China eating a combination of milk and rice that was frozen in the snow. So that is kind of an ice cream, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. Now, we, then we move um, along to like the Persians. So around 400 BCE, they invented the predecessor to artificial refrigeration. They had a large pyramidal structure called a yakchal that used evaporation and insulation to keep things cool. So people were very, I always find it amazing. People were pretty inventive really early on, right? Now, by the 11th century, Persian, um, Persians were making something called sharbat, which is, um, sounds a little bit like the word, sh- which is where the word sherbet comes from, and is probably the closest ancestor, at least linguistically, to ice cream. And so this is where they started having, um, Persians had access to sugar, which they combined with water and flavorings to create the sharbat, which was their like sherbet, sherbet ice cream. So like kind of sweet, um, Icy. Sweet ice, sweet yeah. icy treats. Mm. Um, so it's quite amazing in that way too. And then, of course, we have like um, the Age of Exploration when white Europeans colonized the Americas and that modern ice cream kind of made its debut. So um, that was when people had things like sugar production from like the Spanish Empire going and stealing these things from Mexico and bringing like chocolate and vanilla from, me- vanilla from Mexico and adding it to all these recipes. Um, so that's quite amazing. And then, of course... Um, we have a lot of aristocrats start having these things. As I said, like the idea of like an ice cream today is pretty accessible for most people to buy some form of ice cream if you wanted to have an ice cream. But it really was like a, pr- a proper exclusive privilege for the wealthy for a very, very, very long time um, until people made it a little bit more accessible and, you know, it kind of got commercialized and things like that in the US mainly because um, people were, you know, thinking about those, that's what they did, that's what they did there. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's quite in, it's quite an interesting kind of um, thing of making ice cream. Have you ever made homemade ice cream? No, I haven't. I heard it's not too hard, but I don't know. It's it, I've watched YouTube videos of it. It's only like, if you Google like YouTube on YouTube, three ingredient um, ice cream, it's, it looks quite straightforward, but I don't know. It, it, it's just so much easier to buy it. I'm so sorry. I know, it really is. It's funny, like the, um, the I always think about like, in Hong Kong, we never really had ice cream trucks, but we do have like Mr. Softy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like in other places, people are like, oh, the ice cream truck in the neighborhood was such a, a mainstay of like kind of a cultural time and place in history. And I think today still, I mean, I don't know. I've actually never bought an ice cream from an ice cream truck in like a suburb or something. I've only ever bought like a Mr. Softy cone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, Mr. Softy, yeah. Yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. What about you? Have you ever sort of, um, have you ever had that experience of like hearing an ice cream truck coming down the street? Yes, I have. Um, but in Taiwan, I heard the ice cream truck only to realize it was a garbage truck the ringtone that they have in taiwan is the not the ringtone but you know the 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 truck tone um is the same as the mr softy one so bizarre so yeah um but yes um it just reminds me of that you know that high pitch i won't do it but anyway you know what i mean (laughs) um so yeah i gosh i haven't bought a mr softy in so long yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? And then I think, I don't know, I think it's also like having kids, ice cream is such a, a selling point. You know, like it's this magical power that if yeah. you, you drop the word 
ice cream, you know, you can get a lot of cooperation exactly. <laughs> on what you should be doing that or not. What's your <laughs> favorite ice cream? There? And there's so many different types of ice cream as well. Do you, I mean, I, I prefer mine in a cup. Do you like yours in a cone? Do you I like know, yours with I'm decorations? A I'm, I'm, a cup, I'm a cup person too. I think it's the same as you. I would rather have the, the, the fullness from the ice cream rather than the fullness from the cone. Um <laughs> And to be able, and because also because I think it's the refreshing thing of it. So, I think I tell myself that I want like a chocolatey ice cream, but actually I'm a big fan of like a really zesty lemony sorbet kind of type of thing, mm. like a lemon flavored pop or something like that. And just talking to you about it now is making me want to put it on my agenda for this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love the orange flavor icy poles, but I don't see them oh, anymore. Yes. That's uh, so true. Yeah, you know the one that we grew up with in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yes, of course. That's so funny. I haven't thought about that one in years. Oh, it's so That makes so me so yummy. nostalgic. Exactly. They're like really like neon orange. Like maybe <laughs> maybe it's not around anymore because it is made with illegal ingredients. Because it was <laughs> the food a very coloring. Yeah. color of orange. <laughs> True, I never <laughs> thought of it. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite ice cream flavor then? Um, I think it's that. I think it's like a like a like a like a lemony, Lemon. a really lemony or a coconutty one. I think in like oh. recent years, coconut ice cream has become something where people are, you know, the rise of like oat milk and coconut milk and almond milk is meaning that you can get ice cream that's not necessarily made from cream. Do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like the vegan, the vegan free one. Yeah, those sorts of things. I quite like ice cream made with coconut milk. I think it's really, really tasty. But I also love like a frozen yogurt. You know what I mean? That's always a refreshing thing to eat too. Sounds delightful. I think I'm going to have to dash out after the show and just maybe quickly get an ice cream to get me through the rest of the work day. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's, it's a funny one. And it's, um, I, I realized when I was researching this column that like people do have such hang-ups about ice cream. And so many, when I was looking for quotes especially, so many quotes were about people being like, oh, you know, if I know that if I work hard at the gym, I can have that ice cream. Or if I have that ice cream, I've got to oh. run an extra 30 minutes. And I was like, this is really sad. Ice cream is such a joyous thing you know like it's it's really hard to look sad when you're having an ice cream exactly. you know I mean the only thing is when you find an entirely upturned cone of ice cream on the pavement that is a sad moment I think for anybody who encounters that tiny that tiny tragedy of someone dropping their ice cream or a seagull swooping down and grabbing it as well that also happens oh, yeah that's pretty different or a kid holding it and really looking forward to eating it and it melting on the pavement yes exactly oh. but there's something just very joyous about ice cream and I just realized in myself I was like I just think it's really interesting that so many adults you know it's very rare to see I think I did see recently in central or something like a, a man who looked like you know he was typecast for the role of banker you know, like <laughs> standing on a street corner like eating a chocolate ice cream from like a 7-eleven and I was like good on you mate like yeah. it's a hot day why not you've earned that ice cream just by existing in the heat <laughs> you know um but yeah, but it's, it's, it's very interesting. I think it's very interesting. And I think there's very few places in the world you can't get a kind of frozen ice cream type dessert. You know, like I said, they even have it in Norway. There was, um, they, they, they even set, they set, an, they set a record in Norway for the biggest ice cream cone ever. They made an 110 kilogram cone topped with over 1,080 liters of ice cream, um, which is kind of, it just makes me sound a bit wasteful. So I hope that people were standing by to like eat that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a, that's a lot that's of ice cream. That's a lot cream. of ice cream, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
But um, but yeah, and then I think it's like um, I don't know. I have had really bad food poisoning from ice cream once as well. You got to you do have to be careful that ice cream is not like melted and then been refrozen. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why soft serve is not as hygienic. Or I've I've, I've yeah, read somewhere. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, so it's kind of one of those um those interesting those interesting things that today it's not super like I said, it's not super like reserved for just the wealthy, but there's definitely like um scales of the kinds of ice creams you can have. But I think a, you know, a convenience store ice cream is still gonna be a delicious and welcome treat on a super hot day. Yeah. Cruz, is there a difference between ice cream and gelatos? Because I, I Yes, I think people... gelato's primarily made with water. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think gelato is like a, it's a richer flavor of ice cream because it's, um, it has less kind of milk diluting the flavors in it oh. as well. I have a couple of quotes we can end on today. Yes, please, please. Um, the first one, which is just a piece of like public service announcement, is um, the secret to scooping ice cream is all about the scooper. You have to dip it in water before and after every scoop. Then it just rolls off the scooper. <laughs> that was just a piece of, um, that was from Crystal Reed. It was a writer. And I was like, okay, there we go. I'll take that. That's good information, life lessons. Um, Charles Baxter, the writer in The Feast of Love, wrote, forget art, put your trust in an ice cream. <laughs> and I was like, yep, I could do that. Don't worry, Charles. I'm, I'm there with you. And L.M. Montgomery. So this is the author, the female author who wrote um, Anne of Green Gables. Did you ever read that book when you were younger? I did not, no. Yeah, well, um, in the book, um, Anna Green Gables was being described, like this happened in a time, like obviously before a lot of modern conveniences, and a friend of hers who was very wealthy and privileged was trying to tell her what ice cream was like and what it was like to eat ice cream, and Anne had never had ice cream. And she said, um, and Anne said, I just couldn't, possibly fathom what it would have been like to eat ice cream and she said i guess ice cream is one of those things that are beyond imagination oh, <laughs> i'm like that's it true kind of is. yes it kind it of is. Is, isn't it? especially when you when it's a very hot day like today and you get a flavor that you really like yes we yep. should all go out and enjoy our ice cream today cruise yes. as usual thank you so much for such a delightful and yummy column look forward to more chats with you next week thank you so much no problem take See care you. bye for now